Hi everyone, welcome to the Highbury Hangout podcast. In today's episode, we'll be talking about Arsenal's victory over Liverpool in their rearranged WSL fixture. I have just about warmed up my fingers. It was a freezing night at Meadow Park, but at least the game went ahead. I was so worried as we were driving down. But we saw our recently appointed champions of the Conti Cup take on Liverpool in the WSL, taking a vital all three points. Eidevall made two changes to the side that beat Chelsea, and we saw Pulover coming in. Arsenal were switched on from the very first moment. Katie McKay played the ball to Blackstenius, but the shot went just past the post. And we continued to find space, and Frida also came really close not long after. Leah Williamson appeared to score our first goal on the 24th minute, but sadly it was ruled offside. I loved her celebration, and I honestly hope it's not too long until we see an actual Leah goal. We do all love them. Just before the half-hour mark, Frieda Mornham was able to free up Blackstenius on the edge of the box, who struck the ball into the bottom corner of the goal, absolutely stunning obviously really really good to see her score again like game after game now I think this is really helping with her confidence and really getting her and the side into a good form literally about five minutes later we then scored again Blackstanius playing a key role she took the shot and then Caitlin Ford was just able to get ahead on the rebound we headed in at half time looking really strong and in response Liverpool boss Matt Beard made three changes moving to more of a back three formation. It did for sure provide the side with more energy and a higher press and I think we saw more of their attacking tactics that we were somewhat more expecting. Um, throughout though it was definitely quite a physical game like again I think we were all prepared for. In the second half we subbed on Geo and Cool. Maritz, Wubamoy and Jen Beatty. We now look to Sunday for our next WSL match against Reading. We are in fourth with a game in hand over Chelsea and Man City and it will also be really really interesting to see what happens in the Chelsea Man United fixture. I think the best outcome for us would be a draw. Uh, do I feel like that will happen? I don't know but we'll see. Overall, I think you can really tell just how much Chelsea are missing that link-up play between Katie Stengel and Van der Sanden. It's just so obvious. And I think it's a shame because you would never expect a pairing of Stengel and Van der Sanden to be relatively near to the relegation spot. I ultimately don't see them getting relegated because I think they do have just that that little edge over especially like Leicester, Reading type teams. But obviously Van der Sanden has been missing for a lot of the season and I think it will be really interesting once she comes back and they're both playing more regularly together. I think they could be a bit more of a fighting force. One of the positives that I really, really took is not just the fact that Stina has now scored twice in a row, which is just massive, it is also the fact that the build-up from the for the against Chelsea was Freedom Ornum to Blacksenius, and then in this Liverpool game, it was also Frieda to Blacksenius, and I think this is where the whole chemistry situation comes in, and I think shows that we are building in the right direction. For Arsenal, we obviously saw Katie McCabe starting at left back, which is quite interesting. Um, 
I would say it's mainly due to the fact that Steph Catley was not available. For anyone that has missed it, she was seen in crutches and a boot. She's now been ruled out for the Reading game and Jonas was being like fairly coy in his pre-match press conference for the weekend about how long she will be out, the seriousness of the injuries. Definitely something to keep an eye on. I also think that with every game we see Pullover being part of, you can see her improving and really settling into the side. I'm really excited to see her, especially next season, when she's, you know, really coming to her own. Now, looking at other aspects of the game, I thought it was really interesting in the press conference for the Reading game, Yona spoke about how it's not the greatest advertisement for women's football in terms of the fact that if anyone was watching it on FA Player or Arsenal, um, there was quite a blurred image for most of the time. And I don't necessarily, that's not the fault of the camera person, the people operating the camera. It's in fact that the camera is obviously so high up that the weather was really brutal and then there's no covering for the camera and the person operating the camera which obviously just did not lead to a great viewing time for all the people watching at home and then also this wasn't necessarily mentioned by Jonas but I realised that if you're watching on arsenal.com there was no volume but if you were watching on the FA player there was volume and you could really hear the Arsenal fans now, in other news, we have finally seen the fruits of Lotta Vibbenmoy's work with Lee Williamson and the other Lionesses. So after their Euros win, it was a big discussion of the legacy and one huge part of that was Lotta's idea to have an open letter to whomever was going to win the Conservative Party um, candidacy. And now we have seen that the pledge from the government includes every girl in England to be given equal access to football and school sport, all schools to receive guaranteed PE funding for the next two academic years, and schools to be asked to deliver a minimum of two hours of PE per week. The news comes as part of International Women's Day celebrations, and just to be clear, it's the Department of Education's money, not the FAs, and obviously this is just the beginning, but it is a big step towards kind of leveling the playing field currently only 67 percent of all schools and 41 percent of secondary schools specifically offer football equally to girls in PE and only 46 percent of schools provide the same extracurricular opportunities as boys and obviously this will all help towards that I think we can all say we're all proud of Lotta before she does incredible work whether that be with um, Football for Future or kind of what she uses a platform for more widely. Um, but yeah, it's just incredible to see the legacy of the Euros continuing and I'm really excited to see what more can kind of come of all this. The final piece of news I wanted to discuss is that it's now been confirmed that the last game of the season, so that is our game against Aston Villa, it's a home game, the date has been changed along with all other WSL fixtures so that it doesn't clash with the final day of the Premier League. So we'll now be playing on the Saturday. If you've already bought your tickets, you won't be sent a new one. You can use the same ticket, so don't panic. It's all arranged already. I do feel this was a bit late given that we've always known that there was a somewhat of a clash, but we'll hopefully just make a really exciting weekend of football for everyone and especially Arsenal fans. 
as we see, obviously, the men try to defend their top spot and win the Premier League. I'm a bit excited. And obviously, we want to see the women really push to claw back their place to, at the very least, the Champions League spots, if not further. Overall, I think you could tell that the squad was a bit tired for this game, given how much of an output we had at the weekend. But hopefully, it's helped that the Conti Cup was fairly local, and then this game against Liverpool, and then our next game against Reading were all home games to kind of help with all of that aspect of it. You can expect a preview to the Reading game on my website, thehybridhangout.com, and of course, I will see you in a few short days to talk about how that game went, but hopefully, an opportunity to kind of help with goal difference and the points. Thank you so much for listening. Bye!